to another edition of Vihanga Vyog Global Online Satsang. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. For those of you who've returned once more, thank you for your ongoing support. One of the most common pieces of the human experience is the means by which we interact with the world. When we were children, we first learned how to crawl, then to walk, then to run. And as time went on, we came to understand that there is a truly magnificent and unique collection of machinery which powers us day to day. That is the human body. The modern sciences today have unraveled many of the mysteries of the body, from the way the brain works to the way in which our muscles expand and contract, depending on what we are seeking to do. The mysteries of the body are indeed being resolved as time is progressing. However, despite this, scientists still, still tell us one very distinct thing, that we still know very little about how this gift really works. Today, equipped with our global panel of speakers, we'll be diving into this very journey. And we do, we're looking at it through the lens of the ancient mode science of spirituality, the science of Vihangam Yog. I'm very excited about today, and I'm sure that by the end of our session today, we'll all have a very clear understanding of the topology and the map of the human body. As we go through, I'll be introducing each of our speakers, and we'll be joined by Vijayji from the US, Rekhaji from the US, Shekhaji from Australia, and our prime speaker of the day, Priyankaji, will be joining us from Switzerland. I myself am Avinav, and I'm joining from Australia. We'll now be hearing from a very fantastic expert, authorized instructor in Vihangam Yog. Priyanka Prakashji was born in India and grew up in Australia and is currently working as a data analyst for the Australian government. We're very lucky that she's joining us from all the way over in Switzerland and I'll now hand over to her to take us further into understanding the human body from a spiritual perspective. Just had Gurudev, everybody. Thank you for letting me be a part of this spiritual gathering through Vihangam Yoga Online Saksang. Today, I will be talking to you about how we can understand our human body from a spiritual perspective. I will also explain why it is important to understand our human body to deeply experience inner growth. As we know, we are all born into this world in the same way, and we interact with this world and each other through what is called the gross body. The gross body has five sense organs, ears, skin, eyes, tongue, and nose, through which we experience and interpret the world. In addition to this, we have five organs that perform necessary bodily functions. In addition to this, there are four inner organs, the mind, intellect, chitta, and ego. And the mind is the organ through which energy from the soul flows into the different organs of the body, allowing us to perform daily actions, such as breathing, walking, talking, thinking, and so on and so forth. The intellect is the one that is equipped with great power to differentiate right from wrong. The memories of our past actions and our various desires and tendencies 
are imprinted on the chitta. And finally, the ego is the one that binds us to this world and creates a false identity of being. In our body, there are five life forces called prans that circulate energy throughout our body to our various organs. The first is prana, which is responsible for respiration. The second is vyana, responsible for blood circulation, samana for digestion, apan for excretion, and udhan, which provides energy to transplant the subtle body or the spirit into the mother's womb and provides energy to remove the subtle body from the gross body at the end of life. The gross body passes through the various stages of life, birth, childhood, adolescence, youth, aging, and death. In the gross body, the spirit experiences all worldly pleasures, which is short-lived, eventually leading to disappointment or misery. This process repeats itself over and over again, and every time that the spirit experiences worldly pleasures, it feels love. And when it experiences disappointments due to the loss of such pleasures, it experiences pain. The spirit comes to a stage where it believes that it is the gross body, and therefore everything that is perceived by the body is transmitted to the spirit. However, the body is always interacting with the outside world and combined with the four inner organs, the mind, intellect, chit and ego, the spirit starts to believe that this is all it is. It believes that this is its true identity. And most importantly, it believes that this is its true purpose in life. So I pause here and ask you, my friends, is our life purpose only to be born, experience the various stages of life, and then die? Could it be that there's something more to us that we do not understand yet? It goes without saying that everything that exists within us is encapsulated by our gross body. And deep within our gross body is our spirit the one that provides energy to our entire body. So doesn't it make sense in order to experience spiritual growth, we must start inside our body, not outside? Let me put it this way. Our external world, the one that we perceive through our five sense organs is limited in time. It is only active from the day that we are born till the day we die. It is merely a collection of pleasures and disappointments and is therefore temporary in any joy it provides. Therefore, doesn't it seem imperative that we access something more permanent whilst we are living? For this, looking outside is definitely not the answer. It's looking inside ourselves that will help us to access the permanence. And this all begins within our body. 
Our body is filled with an intelligence so vast that not even a thousand books could fully explain the intelligence that works within. I know you must be thinking, but where do I begin? How do I develop this awareness? My friends, it all begins with our breath. Our breath is the energy flowing within our body. And without it, we would cease to lose functioning altogether. Therefore, to understand our inner body, we must first learn to connect with our breath, the first life energy, Bran, as I mentioned earlier. Ancient texts such as the Yoga Yajnavalkya tells us that someone who is restless, troubled, confused, or facing illness has more prana outside the body rather than inside the body. Fast, shallow breathing indicates there is little space within our body for prana to flow easily, which tends to manifest itself on our body as symptoms of lethargy, restlessness, and feelings of being stuck. If there is little room for prana within our body, it is generally because of something within that forces it outside. Let's refer to it as negative energy, tension, or for simplicity, let's call this rubbish. Therefore, connecting to our breath is extremely important in order to understand the state of our body. One can do this by performing several breathing exercises called pranayam, whose purpose is to draw more prana into our body. Furthermore, the state of mind is also very closely linked to the quality of prana within. Therefore, we can influence the quality of our prana by improving the quality of our breath, which in turn can influence the state of our mind. Moving beyond breath, let's reflect on the types of feelings we have within our body and how these too can be influenced by the mind. You might be wondering, why is this important? Well, let's suppose we have a situation where a person feels stressed. Very common in this fast-paced world, isn't it? How does stress feel? For some, it's muscles in our shoulders and the neck tightening. While for others, it's felt in the stomach, kind of like a churning sensation. So, stress is generated from the mind, but it is the body which reacts to it. Therefore, emotions are your body's reaction to your mind. Or in other words, it is a reflection of your mind. Research has shown that strong emotions even have the ability to change the biochemistry of the body. But how often are we aware of our emotions? To build an internal awareness, we need to observe our body or parts of our body, which are reacting to the mind. We need to feel the emotions.
my friends, please always keep in mind that if you are ever unsure of what your state of mind is, you can simply observe your body from within. Feel the emotion in your body as it will always be a true reflection of what your state of mind is. When we tune into our bodies in this manner, we are able to separate ourselves from the emotion and allow it to simply be there. We unlock the potential to understand ourselves at a more conscious level. I'd like to refer to what Eckhart Tolle says on this matter. Make it a habit to ask yourself, what's going on inside me at this moment? That question will point you in the right direction. But don't analyze it, just watch. Focus your attention within. Feel the energy of the emotion. If there is no emotion present, take your attention more deeply into the inner energy field of your body. It is the doorway into being. According to the Taitiriya Upanishads, the human body has five layers or koshas, which lie one beneath the other, kind of like the layers of an onion. These layers make up our personality. Through the practice of yoga and meditation, we become aware of these koshas, as these techniques help activate the energy fields that hold the material body together. The koshas are ananamaya. This is the physical layer, the gross body we were talking about earlier. The second is pranamaya. It lies underneath the anamaya kosha and governs the biological processes of respiration to digestion and the circulation of blood. Manamaya is the third one, which is made up of thought processes and it is responsible for sensory and motor activities. This kosha is enhanced through the practice of meditation. Vijnanamaya is the kosha that lies deeper within the layers previously mentioned. This kosha comprises intellect, power and judgment. And the fifth one is Anandamaya kosha. The deepest layer and the most subtle is this kosha, which is composed of pure joy. This is the most underdeveloped layer amongst human beings and is also the most challenging to reach. Earlier in my talk, I mentioned about prana, which is the energy that travels to each of our organs. This is done through innumerable subtle nerves called nadis, which carry forth the vital force or pranic current that cannot be seen by the naked eye. All of these nadis are placed on the sides of the three most important nadis called the ingala, bingala and sushmana. The ingala is the nerve passing through the left nostril. 
Pingala is the nerve passing through the right nostril. And Sushmana is the nerve passing through in between the Ingala and Pingala from the zone of the heart. Once the mind is controlled with its outward flow through different organs, it is taken to this point in the forehead, which is the tri-junction of the three channels, Ingala, Pingala and Sushmana. In the Sorved, Swami Sadafal Deoji says that at this tri-junction flows the water of divine knowledge, which purifies the mind of its dotages and bestows glazing serenity to it. Also in the Swarved, it is said, Ingala Pingala Sushmana Nadi, Sancho Dhanakaru Yukti Vichari, Sushmana Kule Yukti Guru Veda, Guru Murati Basa Gagana Acheda, Kule Sushmana Sadhana Hoi, Sahaja Sahajani Shabda Samui, Bina Sushmana Sadhana Dambha, Bataki Rahe Jagaprakrita Rambha, Shubhasu Chaka Yaha Lakshana Ave, Sabajhorana Aruguhumana Bave. Which means, know the location of Ingala, Pingala and Sushmana from the Guru and make a thorough search for their secret activity. Inside the Sushmana, there is a fine hole above the head that is known as the Tenth Gate. The soul remains captivated in the body under the bondage of this world when it is closed. This secret hole is opened by means of the Guru's technique. Then the Suruti, known as the conscious energy of the soul, passing through it beyond the worldly zone, enters into the zone of the Supreme Being. There, in the conscious sky, the soul sees the image of the Guru. Without the opening of the Sushmana, the conscious energy of the soul keeps wandering within the boundary of this world and it doesn't attain the Supreme Being. The practitioner, not having attained their goal, keeps practicing various methods of yoga, but it is gripped with sorrow and worry, not having reached their destination yet. So seek a real guru and know from him the secret of opening the door of this world and attain consciousness. So far, I have spoken about prana, breath, emotions, and the various organs responsible for bodily functions, including the mind, which keeps us bounded to this world. I have also spoken about the three most important nadis, Ingala, Pingala and Sushmana. However, there is another important aspect of understanding the human body, and that is through understanding the functions of the eight energy points that influence our reactions, desires, emotions, and our behavior patterns, and so on and so forth. These energy points are called chakras. And when they are active, we feel them in our body. These chakras are located in our backward, backbone and are facing downwards. The first is the crown chakra, 
also known as the Sahasrana. Located on the crown of the head, this chakra integrates the powers of all the energy centers of the body and governs spirituality. Physically, this chakra governs the cerebral cortex and the central nervous system. Malfunctioning of this chakra can result in depression, alienation, or confusion, to name but a few. The second is the brow chakra, also known as the Ajna. This chakra is located in the center of the forehead. It governs knowledge and intuition and is usually referred to as the third eye. It governs the forehead and the sinus area. Malfunctioning of this chakra can result in blindness, nightmares, sleeplessness, to name but a few. The third is the throat chakra, also known as the, as the Vishuddha. It is located in the throat. It governs self-expression and communication. Emotionally, it governs, governs independence. Mentally, it governs fluent thought. And spiritually, it governs a sense of security. Malfunctioning of this chakra can result in physical problems, including sore throat, stiff neck, colds, to name but a few. The fourth is the heart chakra, also known as the Anahata. This is located in the chest or the heart center. It governs complex emotions, such as compassion, tenderness, and unconditional love, equilibrium, and well-being. Physically, it governs circulation, spirituality, and devotion. Malfunctioning of this chakra can result in asthma, high blood pressure, or respiratory conditions. The fifth is the solar plexus chakra, also known as the Manipuram. It is located in the navel and the solar plexus. Physically, this chakra governs digestion. Mentally, it governs personal power, and emotionally, it governs expansiveness, and spiritually, all matters of growth. Malfunctioning of this chakra can result in acidity or stomach ulcers, to name a few. The sixth chakra is the sacral chakra, also known as, as the Svadhisthana. It is located in the sacrum, genitals and womb. Physically, it governs reproduction. Mentally, it governs creativity. Emotionally, it governs joy and spiritually, it governs enthusiasm. Malfunctioning of this chakra can result in kidney or bladder problems or serious imbalance in life, to name but a few. The seventh chakra is the basal root chakra, also known as the Muladhar. It is located in the pelvic floor in the region between the genitals and the anus. Physically, this chakra governs sexuality. Mentally, it governs stability. Emotionally, it governs sensuality. And spiritually, it governs a sense of security. The eighth chakra in the body is called the aura or the radiance chakra. And this 
chakra is an electromagnetic field that surrounds the physical bonds upward from the worldly perceptions through the technique of the guru and moves the head towards the conscious sky. All the eight plexis, chakras, located in the backbone of the body, which are closed with their faces downward, bloom and turn their faces upward. Now the soul begins acquiring true knowledge. My friends, as you can see, the human body is really quite special and unique. And it is only through tuning into our human body and practicing meditation can we understand our true selves. I will conclude here by saying that one should seek to move their attention into their human body to understand their inner purpose, their true identity or being. Thank you very much for listening and I hope my words have inspired you to commence your journey into understanding your human body from a spiritual perspective. Thank you very much Priyankaji for that very comprehensive and definitely very inspiring deep dive into the topology of the human body. We are now in the last four to five minutes, in the next four to five minutes, I'll be asking for the thoughts of one of our speakers on this topic for the day. We've got some questions from you wonderful listeners, which we will try to address. Uh, however, if we are not able to, of course, we will be looking at them in future sessions. When I draw my Shekharaji from Australia, who is a quality and compliance manager at Open Colleges. He has quite extensive experience with the, with the knowledge and the meditation of Ihangam Yog. And I want to ask him a very straightforward and simple question, one which I'm sure we're all reflecting on today. We've heard about the topology of the body. We've heard about how many different things there are in the spiritual experience and the spiritual pathway. And what I want to ask Shekharji, what one of, some of our listeners are really thinking about is what do we need to do? What is it that we need to do in order to experience these different parts of the body and elevate ourselves towards a greater understanding of the different components which it is made up of? So I request Shekharji to take us through this before we wrap up for the day. Thank you, Abhinam. Uh, everybody. I'd say it's a great question and I'm sure including myself, all of us are always wondering to understand our own body. Uh, I still remember I was, I was attending a spiritual discourse by a master who had come from India almost 15, 20 years ago. And there were lots of people who were asking about different aspects, their own queries. And one of the person asked is that, uh, so what do you think uh, spirituality can lead us to understand the magical powers? And this master, he said that, my dear friends, the biggest magical thing you can see in this entire cosmos is the human body. The human body has amazing capabilities in the physical realm at the same time in the spiritual realm. 
And I believe today's session was specifically addressing and trying to unravel those things, how limited we are in understanding our own selves. It is a common practice that uh, we always remain focused on maintaining the fitness, the looks and feel of our body, physical body, which is important. But what we fail to understand is that to achieve that fitness even, the inner self, the inner spiritual aspect or the inner body, the inner organs, as Bijaji explained during the survey, then Priyanka spoke about, they all are equally important. If the, if the pranas, if the energy points, if they are not performing properly the way they should be, then the physical body will not have the energy or the strength to remain in the shape we want it to be. But going deeper, as Sadhguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj has explained in this survey, what powers that? What are the things which are important and the inner organs? As, as we heard that the, the four inner organs, they play a massive role in how we interact with the world. And as, as we go deeper into understanding them, how the mana, the mind, the buddhi, or the intellect, the chit, where all our attributes and behavioral patterns are recorded, and hankar. I, I would like to say to all of all spiritual seekers is that there are many ways where we can read, interact, and understand about the physical body through various scientific research. But when you want to understand how that physical body can work at an optimal level, you really need to take a dive into the core and the deeply secret mystical philosophy and details of the Bihangam Yoga. The four inner organs, the Manbuddhi, without having a proper understanding and control over them, we may make every attempt to keep our physical body in the prime state, but there will always remain a gap. And if you wish to achieve that, I would strongly recommend that we start to take a deep dive into the spiritual realm. And, and as we go deeper, it will start to unravel itself how we are a soul and how the mind controls it and how by having a proper understanding of our own buddhi, chittanankar, we will be actually be able to achieve what we are actually aiming to achieve. Due to limitations of time, I would like to hand over to Abhinav now. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shekharji. I hope that all of these thoughts are helpful to you, all of you wonderful listeners. So I'd firstly like to take this opportunity to thank all of our wonderful speakers for the day. I think we've all learned a lot today. And I think it's important to remember one very, very important fact. It is one line proclaimed by the master of Vihangam Yoga. Maragi Yoga Vihangam Yadi Sadhana Amara 
Of course, my Hindi pronunciation is not the greatest, but the essence of this line really captures what the spirit of today is. The human body is complex. We cannot perceivably spend our lives seeking to understand every individual part in isolation. We need a guide. We need a master. And that master is the master of Yangam Yog. Of course, in order to understand each part of the body, we must become still. And the approach, the tool towards that is meditation. With that, I'd like to wrap up for the day and I hope you all have a prosperous week ahead and let's reconvene at this very same time next week. Jai Sukhadev and see you next time.